keep peace. Hello there, and thank you for joining this week's episode of Wag the Dog FM, your weekly public relations podcast. This week, uh, we'll talk about social media, online monitoring, how to set up teams around social media monitoring and outreach. And to do that, I'll be talking with Sophie de Beurle and Sarah Moton. Both work at Engager, which is a company around um, online monitoring and analysis. And both of them have years of experience working with companies, uh, forming you know social media teams, integrating that into customer support, marketing, and all these things. So um, two top ladies on the show, glad to have them. And uh, we'll be discussing all these nice topics in the next uh, 30 minutes or so. So without further ado, here we go. Hi, Sophie and Sarah. Welcome on this edition of Wag the Dog. Hi. Hi, Philippe. This is the first interview I do with two people on the same line. So uh, let's see how this goes. But our topic today, and I found this out through uh, one of your LinkedIn posts, uh, Sophie, uh, is about building the perfect social media team. And I think it's an important topic for most of my listeners who are senior communications people who are either already uh, busy on social media or thinking to get active. And anyways, how far they are uh, is not really relevant because building social media teams is not easy to do. So um, thanks for your article, first of all. I link to that in the, in the show notes. But tell me, what, what is the main principle of writing an article about that from your own experience? Where does that idea come from? Well, I think um, the main um, yeah starting point is just uh, listening to the feedback of um, the customers of people using an actual social media tool because we can provide the software, but like um, how they put it into practice is something totally different. So use cases um, are extremely relevant, and that's where Sarah comes in because she's in contact with uh, our customers on a daily basis. And because um, of social media that is still like in an early stage and that a lot of um, companies are um, gradually starting to um, build a social media team, it is so valuable to talk to them, to talk to like the big um, brands and see how they put it into practice. Sarah, is that really what you see? Is that is that because you, you Sophie, just made, made a big quote here. Social media is still in pretty early days for most companies. Is that what you see, Sarah? Um, it depends. It depends on how active the company was before. It, most, it has to do with customer service. Is the company very much known to be a good provider of customer service? And I mean by email previously or by phone, they are most likely to adapt really quickly to the social media as a channel for their customer service. If a company hasn't been that active with their customer service before, or it was just a smaller part of the company, and they're uh, starting with social media, they could get blown away because of the massive effect that social media has when you start doing your customer service via social media. So it all depends on how active were they before they start doing it. Um, so we have customers who yeah, start off in, already with a big team who are pretty much aware of what they want to send out to their customers, how they want to communicate on social, uh, when they want to get alerts and stuff like that. And then we have other customers who are still with a small team um, who start off already using a tool, which is quite fine. They can proactively install everything um, to grow. But what I notice is that when they start on social, they grow very rapidly. So um, 
after a while, they're all big teams uh, active on social. Um, so that's how I experience it with my customers. Now, when you talk about teams, and of course, the focus of the of the LinkedIn article of uh, of Sophie, that was the focus was uh, customer support. But one of your first points you make is create a plan for crisis situations and volume peaks. Now, I understand the volume peak side of, of customer support teams, but the crisis situation planning, that is something that communications people do. Customer support most of the time is only involved afterwards in the way that when we have a crisis, customer support needs to be able to bear that volume of peaks that we will get. Do you see How, how do you see that interaction? Do you see that communications people are making that link between crisis planning, external comms, and then mm. the, the the key role, the really important role of customer support in there? Yes, it might be a bit a switch of um, things, of situations. Now, the, the crisis plan and how you communicate when you have or when you experience a crisis as a company is, of course, it's made by the management, the, uh, the marketing team or the communication department who is considering what strategy to use. But being active on social makes the people from the customer care team or the social team the first ones to know when there is a crisis uh, for example if there is you're working on you're working for a brand and there is an, an accident in one of your factories or one of your trucks causes an accident in the highway people are starting to tweet about that much faster even before any journalist calls your communication department to ask what happens so it's no longer they're not working separately they need to talk together and work together on social. So the team might pick up on the crisis, the team of the care team, I mean, might pick up the crisis first, but they are prepared by the marketing, by the communication team on how to respond to that crisis. They have installed a, a crisis plan, a communication plan, so they know how to respond to that. And it's not, the, the departments aren't working individually anymore. They're interacting more. You see, that is one of the things that should be the case. And I think it is already the case with companies who are in the business to consumer sector, which have well-known brands that consumer use. So they have this legacy of good customer support, or they should have legacy of good customer support. But then I'm thinking about all these B2B companies who, you know, where it's more a B2B kind of situation and people probably think like, well, it's not, you know, this will not get out or this will not have an impact, where... We see that today, that even in the B2B environment, it does make an impact and it does go viral online once that message is out there. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a good point that you're making in your article, but in this podcast as well, for uh, a rapprochement, so to say, between the communications department, the PR department and the customer support teams. Yes, it's really crucial. It is. And like you say, business to business can also still have crises that maybe a crisis in one of the factories, an explosion and something like that. People living around that factory are talking on social about your brand, even if your brand is not a consumer good, but just a provider for factories, for other companies. They're still mentioning you. And um, I've heard use cases of business-to-business -business companies that are actually listening on social on what is the public, what is the general tone that people are asking about this crisis, what are people wondering about. Uh, and based on the questions that they pick up on social, they will provide the right information to the public um, in, a, in a message or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so let's be very practical. One of the tips, which kind of tips would you give uh, around, you know, a bit of a planning crisis situations and volume peaks? What are the kind of uh, of elements that you would put in there in a, in a, in a, in, a, in a tip sheet? Well, um, we have a few things that they can actually uh, install in Engager so they can actually sleep on both ears to say um, they get a warning when there is a peak of volume. This could be positive, but also again negative. So the, the alert goes out, they can check what's happening, what are you talking about. They can set up um, all kind of responses. And I mean, this could be really sound really cruel, but they can have a re a, a, an answer ready if there are deaths involved, if there is, uh, for instance, food companies that have food poisoning in there, they can have that answer already ready. So when the crisis hits them, they don't need to start thinking exactly on how are we going to write this down. They have already this post that they can, of course, they can edit to, to make it adjust for the situation, but it's already ready in their software or in the, well, in the tool. Yeah. yeah, and also beyond your social media tool, we think it's also very valuable to um, use other means of communication, like uh, creating a status page. You can direct your customers to um, with um, relevant, up-to-date information. So it's not just about, um, yeah, it's just about proactively communicating and um, informing your customers and actively passing on feedback you get from your company internally and posting it on a status page um, because in those crisis situations it's very key to pass on information quickly um, in order to improve customer sentiment. So uh, let me just tell you, because I know you do not have a background in uh, in public relations or in crisis comms, but uh, what you might find cruel is is very good basic crisis preparedness. All those what you call can responses, we call reactive statements, all these things should be prepared in many companies they are as well. So don't think it's cruel, it is good best practice in crisis communications. Uh, and uh, probably what you call a, a status page is uh, probably a page on what we would call then a dark site or a crisis site, which is again should be prepared before anything happens it should be a status page which is already pre-prepared you fill in the gaps when things happen and you use it as your single central communications uh, page or website in the case of a crisis so ladies no problem with being cruel or not it's not cruel it's good <laughs> it's good okay Great. You also have a point on delegating. I, can, I think that's an interesting one. Give every team member their own responsibilities. I think it's so crucial, but you describe it very well. So c can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So it's really key to um, capitalize on, on uh, your employees' individual strengths, which means that, for example, there are like um, there is like one person that's um, responsible for replying to messages in Chinese or in English, and it's really key to capitalize on these things because in a crisis situation, it's just important to have um, the right people um, responsible for. Um, uh, quickly passing on information and um, quickly like determining the context of a mention of a message what it what it is exactly about um, and being able to like um, closely evaluate um, what people are talking about um, adding tags to those mentions to um, provide this context uh, to um, a specific message 
So what you're normally seeing, or what you're seeing, what I'm understanding at least, is that you know each and every employee, at least in the context of a social media team, has a specific role and can be used according to his or her skills, which is a bit in, you know, untraditional in the way that normally crisis communications teams or crisis management teams are very well structured, very strictly organized, uh, very much based on control. While here, you are saying that First of all, and I, I, I completely agree with that, is that the customer uh, team has a role to play, but also every single individual according to his or her skills. One thing that you mentioned is Chinese, so the language issue. Um, have you seen that happening? Because I've been discussing that with clients who say, well, you know, we, we centrally organize this in the headquarters. Yes, but if something happens in China, well, there's no one in headquarters who speaks Chinese. So how will you handle that? Well, um, what we see is that the advantage that people are using what they're worldwide they're in in their countries some persons working in china some persons working in uk but they are working together on social so what we see is that they have an active chat window so they can communicate no matter where they are in the world and you divide like we said you, you divide uh the workflow according to skills that people have so that if the crisis is based in china via chat and other kind of uh, options that you have of assigning jobs to another colleague, you can actually divide the, the workflow to that person who has the skill to deal with the crisis in China and not, well, think that the person in, in Italy is going to solve it. Um, again, with the alerts and, and how you set them up, you trigger them so that the person in China is triggered by a crisis in China and not the person in Italy unless he's willing to wake up in the middle of the night when something's happening. Yeah. Now, um, another point that you're making is, you know, establishing clear goals and stre streamlining the, the use of an online monitoring tool, uh, monitoring tool and also engagement tool, of course. So what wh what is there, the, uh, the, the things that you would advise to organizations who have that kind of setup? Well, um, it's important that um, when you use a social media tool that things don't get messy and that you just establish clear guidelines on how you, for example, um, not only just engagement, not only just replying, but also how you organize a tool. Um, for example, um, that's where um, user roles come in so that you assign certain responsibilities to people and that you... Um, um, yeah, that when you use a tool that nothing gets overlooked and that you, um, you're, you're making sure that you manage the expectations of your social team, media team members and that they um, can follow up on the goals that they have in order to uh, be successful at what they do. Yeah, one of the things that uh, I think is so valuable on social media, which is really the... the Let's say everybody talks always about the return on investment. For for me, one of the things that is so crucial is the is exactly that feedback that you get from the market through your clients or through influencers or through constituents through social media channels. And that is exactly the thing I think that is so crucial to understand that feedback and use it as well. I see you've mentioned that as well in in your in your article. So again, we're on the same line here. But do you see that happening in companies where? You know, it's not only listening and, and, and watching out for a crisis, but also taking feedback, taking that inside your organization, maybe changing some things in the organization. Do you, do you see that happening? Yes. Um, we have examples of, for instance, uh, companies that do transportations, um, public transportations, and they 
like maybe a technical term, they tag dimensions. So what they do is they're going to identify what is this mention about? Is this Does this have something to do with buying your ticket? Does this have something of your trip where the, where the, the, the car's dirty? Or was it something that you had experienced after your trip? So what they are doing is for each moment, from the moment you go online, you buy your ticket until you're home or on the place where you want to be, they can uh, identify a mention. For instance, um, one of the customers noticed that there were a lot of mentions that handled about buying an online ticket and how the website was not really clear on how to buy the ticket. So what happened is there was a lot of posts on Twitter, Facebook mentioning these issues. So by identifying the mentions in that whole big volume of mentions that they received, by analyzing them, they noticed that this was the top number one things that people talked about. So what happened is because of this problem or issue, they started a, an action plan. And after a while, let's say one week later, they adopted, they changed the website and the mentions that came in with people talking about problems with buying their e-ticket went down. So social was an indicator for a problem. They fixed it. And social, again, was an indicator to show that it was fixed. People didn't talk about their website anymore. So they could handle the new, well, so to say, issue. Maybe that their cars were dirty. So they could start again a new action plan on how are we going to handle with this item that people are talking about on social? Yeah, and that's I think those are very good examples of how exactly by listening online to your customers, your constituents, you you simply solve their issues because before they become a real crisis, right? So it's really solving issues before they become a crisis. Yeah. Another example, of course, is not only to respond when people are talking about problems that they experience, but to start engaging and talking to your customers who are spreading, like we say, they spread the love for your company. Mm -hmm. So um, people who are big fans of your company, who are talking about it in a very positive way, you, 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 you thank them for their response, for the way they are talking about your brand. So I think is like the next step that is going to become more and more important and social not only to focus on the negative parts but to have like part of your team part of your people or people trained how do we respond to our fans to to people who are really publicly open on social a fan of our brand and what are we going to do with those people um yeah. so it's going to both ways and i can see that grow in the in the teams mm-hmm. well this is actually what we refer to in the industry as uh, establishing a superior customer experience which, which means that we actually close the loop we actively or proactively implement feedback from our customers and use it to create a well-rounded experience and to create as much um yeah brand advocates as possible and make sure that we improve the overall customer sentiment. What I also liked was your point on hosting frequent um, meetings with the, the social media team. I do think there is a need for that because most of the time, you know, it's a, st- a team sitting somewhere doing the, the crazy new stuff, but they are not generally linked to the rest of the operations. Do you see that happening in, in uh, with your clients or, or, you know, is that something that you're really pushing your clients to do as well? Yeah, um, we get a lot of feedback from our um, users that they often feel like they're working in silos. Um, and this is something that we really want to teach them or coach them in is to um, just actively involve all the departments 
um, which means that you have to like um, yeah make sure that you align your goals and the only way to like really make sure that you're on the same page is not only just to involve your marketing department or your sales department in your tool but also actively host regular face-to-face -face meetings and just discuss your activities to just make sure that you still align your goals um, and for example one um, yeah, an example of a meeting that you can host on a frequent basis is to sit together with your marketing team on a frequent basis, on a monthly basis, let's say, and um, discuss what campaigns are coming up and like make sure that you um, know when there's going to be bus. So, for example, maybe in September 10th, you're going to launch a new campaign and then you make sure that your customer care team is prepared as well. For example, when they receive um, mentions in their inbox about um, the specific campaign that they can easily pass it on to the marketing department who's um, a lot more up-to-date on how to answer these questions but it's just to make sure that um, you involve every um, member in your team not only in your social media team but also um, in your in your entire uh, company because this is something that's like almost um, yeah that's so forgotten that it's uh, social media is not just a part of the marketing or customer service team it should be embedded in the entire organization it's something that um, everyone should be involved in you know one of the things that i hear you say is uh, marketing teams and and marketing campaigns what i uh, and this is more towards my listeners but to my communications or pr colleagues please do like your marketing teams do talk with the people who sit in customer support and handle social media if you have them uh, what I see is that corporate communications is still very much siloed and sitting in a department which is, of course, busy with very important stuff. But at the same time, if you have a customer support team handling social media, you should proactively, PR people should proactively brief them on potential issues arising, on uh, stakeholder changes uh, and, and vice versa as well. So it's, 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 uh, it's definitely a good idea to, uh, to have those open channels with those people who handle social media day in, day out. Um, Sophie or Sarah, what are the main challenges that you see with clients around social media in general? What are the big things that are keeping maybe keeping companies back or, or, or what they struggle with? If you would make, a, I don't know, a top one or top three list, what would be those channels that you see around social media in general with, uh, with your clients? Well, I think a, a big um, well challenge is for the companies that are not active yet to start being active. They, they don't know, well, it's hard to predict what the effect is going to be. So they can say, we're going to start small, but you never know on social how fast things can grow or get bigger. So they need to be prepared that they have a backup plan or extra people to start working with them. And that's actually what scares companies away of starting to be active on social, just because they don't know what it's like, what box are we going to open? Uh, what is going to happen? Um, so that is a challenge that they have. And uh, another challenge is of course, trusting the people that you have on your team, that they are handling your customer care, your marketing in the right way, that you can trust them to to work uh, independently, to reply to your customers, that you train them, which is of course uh, also very important, to to like um, the tone of voice should be the one that the company wants to send out. So 
you they really need to have a very good preparation for new train new people on the team and that's sometimes uh, also a thing that they are a bit afraid of like how do we prepare the people how do we uh, make sure that the team members know what they're going to do on social and that they are going to do it within the strategy of the company so those are like two things one side the companies that still have to get started and the other side companies that even though they're very active on social they have to keep training their people and keep them up to date with new information and especially the new people who join the team uh, also should get a good guidance um, on how to communicate on social i don't know sophie if you want to add something um well i i'm not sure if you're going to agree with me sarah but I think that it's also um, something that uh, companies might struggle with a lot, that it's tracking the relevant data and that they should um, yeah, be, um, that, they, that they should be their mission to like actively tweak and um, edit their, their keyword search, so the, the actual keywords they are monitoring to make sure that they pull in um, the right data and um, consequently that they also make sure that um, they divide the workloads um, in an efficient way and that uh, the workflow uh, the workload is still manageable and that they like actively make sure that um, yeah they keep a good overview of if, it, if it's still manageable and if not then they might start think about um, how to um, delegate the delegate the responsibilities in another way um, and uh, maybe start adding uh, users more users to their in the, into their social media too now, I, I don't know i don't know what sarah's uh, answer was to your question but i would agree in the way that i often discuss with clients that of course you have a search string or let's say you have standard topics that you want to monitor or track at any given time but at the same time you have to or companies have to understand that it's also a living thing that it's something that you update on a very regular basis that you adapt to the situation and to changes in your stakeholder management plan and that it's it's really mm -hmm. something that you need to be you know working with on a regular basis yeah yeah i agree that's uh, <laughs> exactly what it is it's not a, it's not a, a fixed item it's not like we're going to create topics and then we're never going to change them for the entire year um, things can come up and that's again also a good example why for instance the marketing team needs to have a good and open relationship with everybody all the other teams working in the social tool or working together on social media to inform each other that for instance there is a new hashtag that we're going to start using uh, we should make sure that we're going to track it and we need to add it before we start going public with that hashtag for instance so it's definitely not something that is fixed i think change is the only constant uh, mm -hmm. in this story great stuff as a final question just to round up our interesting discussion here about social media um if there is just one single tip that you can give to companies who are um thinking about getting started in social what would that be sophie um, I think it would be that like, involve your your entire company right from the start and just like say, hey, this is like what we want to achieve. This, these are our goals. Be as transparent as possible. 
In order for everyone to feel involved, we see a lot of uh, companies that, for example, um, like um, use their former employees or use their employees um, to, um, yeah, as a new member of the social media team. So it's important to like help everyone feel involved. Um, so yeah, that's my final tip. Mm. Sarah? And I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. But on the other hand, as an extra, I would say sit down together with all the team management of marketing, care, HR, security even. We sometimes see that in accounts. And discuss what each department wants to, wants to achieve on social before you start adding the team members of marketing, the team members of care, and even maybe team HR. So the, you need to have... All goals, they're all going to be different, but they can match in one tool. And that's the most important thing, that they understand each other's goals, that they can install them in the software, and that you can actually test it out before adding the whole team of marketing or care team. Because you don't want to have 40, 50 people in the tool and then deciding, so what rights are we going to give the people? So before you tell people that they're going to be added on a social media team, have an agreement on a certain management level on what are the roles going to be for those people. Great stuff, ladies. It was a pleasure having you on board at Wag the Dog FM. Thank you for the time you took to be on the show. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. Likewise. <laughs> Okay, so after this episode, you know how to create a perfect social media team. Now, it is a fascinating topic, and uh, glad I had uh, Sophie and Sarah on the call here to discuss that. They, they really have strong experience with that. Do check out the show notes, um, linking to the article of uh, Sophie on, uh, on LinkedIn. There are a couple of other links in there. There's also a link for a free trial of uh, Engager, the platform, if you want to test out monitoring, online monitoring for your company. So there are a couple of nice uh, bits on there, so do go to the show notes at www.wagthedog.fm. If you like the show, please go to iTunes and review the show. Uh, it's very easy if you're on an iOS device for the moment now listening, just tap the, the logo and uh, you'll see a couple of links in there where you can go straight on reviewing the show. It would be nice to do that and uh, is greatly appreciated if you do so. Until next week, do the right thing. Keep the peace.